last thing you want to do is go flying in 100% on IV training or your nutrition. If say you're trying to lose weight and go on a yep. big diet and go on 100%, burning yourself out and or failing miserably just because you can't comply, you can't adhere to it. Just, I remember at the time feeling this, um, it was almost like a shame or yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's weird. Um, it's a bit of a emotion. taboo sort of thing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And no one was really talking about it at the time. Yeah, that yeah. was, you know, like some eight years ago now, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. Um, I just felt like going to the doctors to get my referral to see a psychologist. I was like, this is so, um, I feel like so isolated and so like shamed. Yeah. And I like, shouldn't have been. I like to focus on building habits first before you start implementing like lots of numbers and um, objective targets and stuff like that. Yeah, getting so, too complicated. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, start simple, start slow. Yep. Wouldn't say we just need to start tracking your calories 100% from the get-go for something like that. Yeah. Um, and we need to lose a kilo a week. Like, it's just not going to happen. No, nah, no, no. It's going to mess them up if it does. Yeah, yeah. Same yeah. way you wouldn't say, all right, you're now you're going to go and deadlift 250 kilos for eight reps first week. You know, you're going to build up to that. Yeah. Ever since I've been more structured and had a bit of a better understanding about programming and, you know, RPE and yeah. biomechanics and everything, like my training, productivity, and um, uh, ability to stay injury free has just gone through the roof. Yeah, talking to it. Yep, yep. Hello. Testing, testing. Hello, hello. Hello. Do you, do you even lift, bro? <laughs> Not even once. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome to the second episode of the Movement Therapy Podcast. So, um, I'm so excited to have this guy in my gym today. We had a great chat uh, when he rocked up today. We, were, we had to cut it short because um, once you get two personal trainers together, all we can do is just talk about personal training. And we won't fucking stop. That's a thing. So um, so here, here we got today. We've got Sedzi, as he's uh, like to be known. I had to ask him just before. I was like, well, what's your first name? I just, <laughs> I think know. I just know him as Sedzi. And... Um, Man, thanks for coming on. <laughs> Give me a hand. Yeah, yeah. Good so, to see you again. Yeah, man. Like, it's been um, a hot minute, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's been. <clears throat> yeah, it's always great. To, good, good to catch up. Absolutely, man. And um, see what you've been up to. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm keen to see what we can get out of our conversation me too. today. Beer. Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. Let, let's kick it off. So I know we know that you're a personal trainer. Trying mm-hmm. to let's um, just explain to me how you how do you help people in your business. Um, so I'm a sports nutritionist and a personal trainer. Um, I guess I work with <clears throat> all sorts of people from the general everyday person to, you know, the little athletes, the backdoor athletes, um, perform better. So yep. in whether it's improving their activities, daily living, you know, the life, uh, job and lifestyle, or, you know, trying to set some new PBs in the gym, yep. improve their sport, help people, you know, just perform to the next level in whatever respects they want to. Yeah, yeah, because you because you just recently just did a bit more. Um, you're helping a lot more people with the dieting kind of aspect of Absolutely, that. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So what what did you recently d- done some study with that? Yeah, so I did the certificate in applied sports nutrition through Sports Nutrition Australia. Yeah, yeah. Really, really recommend for anyone who wants to take the next step in nutrition and just open up their scope of practice a bit more. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's what I was sort of missing as like a, as a personal trainer who dealt with a lot of general population, a lot of people who wanted to lose weight. I just didn't have that accreditation there. Yeah. And it's yeah, really sort of stopped me from yeah, getting into the ne- that next level. Yeah. Um, so that was really good. It was about a 12-week course. And um, yeah, just at the moment, weighing up when to do their uh, graduate diploma as well. That's right, you mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, really yeah. just take the next level and complete my certification. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah, it's been just really insightful. And yeah, um, yeah. has definitely opened up my scope of practice a lot more and opened up my ability to help, help clients as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. Because we know... You know, definitely when you get trying to get back into the gym and whatnot, like um, 
you know, you put on a couple of extra kilos yeah. and um, can be a bit of a pain in the ass. Too. Oh, absolutely. Those stubborn, um, stubborn kilos at the start to lose. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's, um, yeah, yeah, it's great that you're going down that road, man, because I suppose the stuff that I mainly, I mainly just stick to the whole rehab thing. Yeah, yeah. Like I do a little bit of the diet and stuff like that. I'm slowly getting better at it. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I feel like it is almost a different beast sometimes. It is indeed. And we've all got different niches. And yeah, like, you know, the Utes, you're you know known for that your rehabilitation specialist and the movement specialist yeah, and yeah. that's why you know people come to you and yeah just trying to find something that i sort of slot in that's my little niche that i can run with yeah yeah and so how long um so how long have you been doing the pt now hasn't hasn't he, uh, yeah. two years so two years yeah. that's right yeah because i remember i first <coughs> met um Sedzi at a at a course that's right yeah, yeah that's right so with um a daniel kirkbride course if you if you're um Great, great courses that that guy runs. Check him out, Daniel Kirkbride. Great knowledge. rehab sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, and I was just really surprised that this guy was, I think, so when you did the course, you'd only... I think I'd just been certified. You'd no, just was, been I, certified? I, was looking, I, just, uh, I was looking for a job or maybe I just started. It yeah, very shit. early days. Very early yeah, this days. is going back, yeah, two years ago yeah. then. So, and um, <laughs> it was Dan's first course that he'd done in Adelaide or something. Yeah. And I was just like, this guy just knows his shit, you know, like... <laughs> And he's like, oh, I only just certified. I was yeah. like, all right, all right. This, yeah. a, a career that changed that was a long time coming, I guess. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't have a lot of industry um, experience or um, wouldn't say I had a lot of knowledge back then, but I'd you know, been looking into things and researching for a few years because I just yeah, wanted to make the break into the industry. Yeah, yeah. What did you do before your PT? I was a business development manager for a ah. solar company. Oh, so I was selling fun. equipment. Ah, yeah. okay. So you have to just jump out of there. passionate into. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Okay, cool, cool. So is there any, um, so I suppose, because um, I know you've got a bit of background with PT, also a bit of like mental health sort of stuff yeah. that's happened in your past sort mm -hmm. of thing. Was it, what's, um, did any of that sort of stuff really come to heart when you wanted to become a personal trainer? As in like, was it sort of motivating The reason? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. I wanted, I wanted to be a PT back when I was about 19 years old now. So going back for six years before I actually did it yeah, yeah. and grew the balls to make the change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as you know, it's a hard step to, to go from full-time work to you're running your own business. Oh, mate, yeah. That's yeah. so rewarding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, I guess even back then, I'd struggled with mental health throughout most of my teen years and stuff. And as a young adult, maybe even worse. So it was okay. definitely one of the one of the driving factors. Okay. Yeah. Always been into health and fitness and being active. Yeah. Um, and love my gym training specifically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess the mental health side of things definitely played a factor. Just seeing, what the, you know, what impacts a good diet and physical training uh, okay. regime can have on that as well. Yep, and yep, yep. I just feel it all sort of tied into one. Yeah. I think you see a lot more people these days sort of doing the same thing as well with that same sort of message. Okay, cool, mm. cool. Yeah, so with, um, so tell me a little bit about your your training background as in like, when you go to the gym, what, what sort of stuff do you like to do for training? Um, right now I'm in just full in bodybuilding mode, just yep. trying to get as big as possible. Yeah, yeah, nah. <laughs> it's a bit, of a bit of a throwback to 16 year old Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, I'm there um, too at the moment. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. The, watching back all the, some of the Ziz videos. No, oh, not, not yes. really, not really. But yeah, <laughs> Ziz, that's that it. was the time. We had to bring up Ziz, I'm oh, so happy Calum you brought Moga. that up. Oh, okay. you know, all the, all the idols. <laughs> yeah, yeah, chest bra, yeah, you know, yeah, turtle, and yeah, yeah. Oh, the whole aesthetic around. Chess bro. Is he? He's, oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's making bulk cash off of whatever he's doing, selling supplements and stuff yeah, and programs. On. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> Still going strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, it. So. But yeah, so I had my first bodybuilding comp in physique last year. That's right. In um, season B, November. Yep. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, did a right place and I just really got a hunger for it. Um, and mm. with my sports nutrition course that I recently sort of opened up my scope or my, you know, opened up my profile to a lot more people that are looking to compete for the first time, um, just giving me sort of a bit more. Uh, credibility, I guess, in the industry. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, sort of like I've really been thrown into that 
that, that sort of area and I'm loving it. Like I, I okay. want to compete again in the future. I'm trying to yeah, build up my physique to be as best as we can be. Okay, and cool. um, yeah, I was sort of attracting those sort of clients as well. Yep, which yep. is cool to open up, you know, to a brighter, a broader range of clients. Yeah, and that's, I suppose, like with the bodybuilding, it's, um, you know, there's a lot of training involved, but compared mm. to any other sport or anything like the diet is yeah, just yeah. everything. And yeah, that kind of makes sense where you're going down that mm. road. And, you know, we're kind of going to dive a little bit more into that because I think, yeah. you know, your expertise with the dieting and whatnot is going to help some of the viewers watching yeah, or listening. So. It'd be nice to help one person. Yeah, 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 achieve definitely. Achieve that goal. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I suppose let's go, um, I suppose just to get more of a bit of your background, have you had, have you had much, um, I suppose, issues or injuries in your past of, that oh, you've been training? Yeah, absolutely. Probably more so before I got into the fitness industry because didn't used to train that intelligently, you know, like okay. we've all been probably down that road where we just train hard and don't have much uh, respect for <laughs> for recovery or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I had some bad shoulder injuries um, and didn't really seek the proper help. Been to the physio a couple of times, but yeah. it wasn't consistent with it. And yeah, really um, didn't didn't help my case at all. Bad shoulder bursitis, and I think it was, I can't remember, it was a long time ago. No, that's right good one. if you can't yeah, remember yeah, it, yeah, isn't so it? I'm completely yeah. past it now. Yeah, yeah. But for a number of years, that really, really got in the way. And, Definitely, it probably stopped me from doing bodybuilding earlier because I couldn't train mm-hmm. shoulders very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that that's probably my main my main injury. Um, yeah, I haven't had many serious ones, fortunately. Uh, okay, yeah, definitely had a lot mm. less than me, man. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, what kind mm. of like if you talk about you, what um, I suppose what helped you kind of um, get to where you are from that shoulder injury? Um, what was the main well, things that helped that were like? Yeah, I'm just trying to think back that far. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I did a lot of the wrong things. Um, yeah. yeah which is, yeah, maybe helped me learn and move past it. Because, yeah, back before I was a credit and a PT, mm-hmm. yeah, probably was a bit ignorant. I didn't want to ask for help. And that's, you know, comes back to the whole oh, the whole okay. male um, sort of stigma thing as well. Yep, 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 yep. Big thing. Um, yeah, I didn't really ask for enough help. Didn't Wasn't consistent with physio, physio or anything. But oh, after okay. years um, and probably a bit before I got into the industry, started yeah, seeing more content on Instagram and stuff about rehabilitation, yeah, about yeah. proper movement and um, the anatomy and stuff. And I really sort of delved into that and hence met each other at Dan's um, oh, seminar. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's something I was really interested in. And, you know, when, as soon as I saw the word rehab, I thought, oh, you know, I'll give this a go. Turned yeah. out it was a you know, really good good value content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, just sort of started to learn a bit more about biomechanics and how we should yeah. and shouldn't move. Okay, um, okay. Cleaned up my technique a lot. And yeah, yeah. yeah, ever since then, just been learning more about it and more okay. about corrective exercise and things like that. Yeah, so really, so I suppose from your angle, because there's different ways to get over injuries, there's different mm. problems. Yeah. Um, maybe from your angle, it was just really how you were doing things, like yeah. movement-wise. That overtraining, sort of probably the biggest Oh, programming. Over, yep. Yeah, overtraining and yeah, the incorrect movement, definitely. So it was how and then also how often mm. and how hard probably too. Yeah. So, yeah, because I feel like with a lot of people that come in through these doors into the gym is, um, you know, there's lots of different ways to help out with an injury. Yeah. Um, it's not always just how they're doing the movement. That's right, yeah. Because you get a lot of people coming here that um, move really well. Yeah. But sometimes they're just really just, they're just always going 100%. That's it, yeah. And that was me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> For a number of years. And then just like, just you, the idea is you just got to, like, if people are listening, you got to take... A deload every now and yeah, then, you know yeah. what I mean? I didn't, like, I didn't used to know for what the that love was, of God. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, I didn't know. Used to know what that was. Um, yeah, yeah. Even probably when I first got into industry, I you know wasn't implementing deloads and that very regularly. Nah, nah. Um, no, no. No one know, wants just, to do just it. Just didn't have the structure behind it. Yeah, for myself or for my yeah, clients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew the th- the principles and the theories, but oh, it was okay. just like applying it properly and getting people to do it and getting myself to do it regularly was another thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can get so much out of it, right? You're like yeah. you just take that, you know, you do like <clears> six weeks, like 
you know, you just slowly ramp it up over six weeks yeah. and then take the seventh week off. Exactly. Not off, yeah, but, but go in the back gym. Back off and yeah. Yeah, just go in there and just kind of just, just go through the motions one week and yeah. then you're just ready to go after that. Exactly, so, yeah. yeah it makes um, for much more effective training. And yeah. ever, ever since I've been more structured and had a bit of a better understanding about programming and, you know, RPE and yeah. biomechanics and everything, like my training productivity and um, uh, ability to stay injury-free has just gone through the roof. Yeah, like yeah. It's been so more productive the past 12 months. Yeah, yeah, because you're always, like, you don't have to go, it's never, um, it's not always like... Uh, you know, two steps forward, one step back. No, that's scenario. right. It's just consistently taking little steps forward yeah. now, which is so much more productive than, yeah, taking a big leap forward and then going down like this. It's yeah. just more consistent. Yeah, more consistent. And then, um, you know, it's a lot more fun yeah. not running into injuries along the way. Oh, 100%. And huge head fuck, you know, on my part. <laughs> uh, I feel so. like it's exactly the same principle with nutrition. It's like you just going to take little steps forwards or if it's a, trying to lose weight, a little step down or backwards, yeah. rather than going boom straight down to the bottom yeah, yeah. and staying there. Like you have to go gradually and then you know take spend some time at maintenance, trying you know just to not make any set any records or anything. Or yeah, like yeah. Lose any weight and then you know just go. Build the again. habits is that what you kind of? Yeah, yeah, pretty well. Changing, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's changing people's mindset around yeah. what to expect <coughs> and what they what they can achieve. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I suppose periodizing nutrition rather than just oh. periodizing your training. You know, you still you need those breaks. From dieting or breaks from bulking even yeah yeah um, very to true be, to do it long term yeah 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 mm. it's um yeah it's, you're taking like those um because you can't be in a deficit forever you don't no. want to be that guy no <laughs> you know what i mean that guy that's always shredding yeah but always eating a thousand calories and just has no drive no energy nothing low no, test yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah 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 okay so um well you bring up the next topic which was mainly the dieting sort of stuff mm -hmm. so if i can just think of like just give you an example of um you know, say you've got like a guy who comes into to see you, yeah, and they've um, you know, they've taken like they've been training gym like five years and da, 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 and they're taking they've taken like a two year stint. Yeah, they want to get back into things and maybe put on like extra 10, 20 kilos mm. on. You <clears throat> might have like a few niggles here and there. Um, without giving too much away, like what what kind of goes through your mind when that client rocks up at your door? Um, well, I guess first of all, just whether it's training, nutrition, or you know both, really, just start it slow. Yep. And make small steps. Um, last thing you want to do is go flying in 100% on either your training or your nutrition. If say you're trying to lose weight and go on a yep. big diet and go on 100%, burn yourself out, and or failing miserably just because you can't comply, you can't adhere to it. So yeah, always little steps. Um, someone that's new to the gym or and dieting, or someone that's just had a big stint off. Yep. Um, like to focus on building habits first before you start implementing like lots of numbers and um objective targets and stuff like that yeah it's getting so, too complicated yeah yeah so yeah start simple start slow yep. wouldn't say we just need to start tracking your calories 100 from the get-go for something like that yeah um and we need to lose a kilo a week like it's just not going to happen no nah, no it's going to mess them up if it does yeah, yeah same yeah. way you wouldn't say all right you're now you're going to go and deadlift 250 kilos for eight reps first week you know you're going to build up to that yeah, yeah um yeah. so little things like I mean by habits it could be you know around sleep routine it could be around eating regular meals prepping your meals and just little things you can tick off, a little checklist every day. Yeah, could yeah. be focusing protein serves. Yeah. And once uh, this person has a bit of autonomy and all these sort of things, and yeah. it's becoming a bit more natural, then we go, all right, bang, time to time to hit the button. It's like let's introduce yeah. some tracking or introduce, you know, maybe some sort of meal plan or you know some sort of structured deficit. Next to start level. Losing fat. Yeah, and just scale it. So it's not always diet or no diet. Yeah. Yes, you know these little steps that you can do to lead up to the you know the big thing or you know some people may just work better off these um forming habits and stuff they may not ever need to track or follow a meal plan 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm. So it's just kind of like it's just slowly ramping that up. Yeah. And yeah. then I suppose would you say like you know when you're talking about like you go into that whole, you know, you want to drop a kilo a week sort of scenario. Mm. Do you feel like you got to wait for the the client to kind of let you know when they're ready, or is it something that uh, you like? Yeah, more or less. Yeah, like yeah. A lot of people come in and they'll say. They've got yeah. all the best intentions yeah. and they'll say, I want to lose this much, I need to lose this much, whatever it might be. I'm, you know, emotionally invested in this because I need to look good for my sister's wedding or something, you know, it could be something um, something that drives them. Like a them deadline. A lot. Yeah, a deadline and something that really drives them emotionally and personally. Um, but they're not always ready. You know, like yeah, maybe in conflicts, like they're saying one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like the, the priorities and values thing we spoke about. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Something pretty, pretty familiar with. And, uh, you know, they, they, it's a conflict there. And okay. it's like, yeah, no, I can see you're not really ready. It's uh, like, you know, either we don't, maybe you need to go work on some other things by yourself or with me before we can get to that stage. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, had one was uh, a girl for her wedding. She wanted to get to a certain weight by a wedding, but, you know, just wasn't really willing to or ready to put in the work required to lose uh, okay. how much she wanted to in that period of time. Yeah. How, yeah. Do, you, how do you know... How do you know when, what, what are the telltales when you know someone like they're ready to, oh, one, you know? One of the, when they're not making excuses, uh, when, you know, they can sort of report with the check-ins and stuff and show you some information or data without making excuses. It's not like, oh, okay. by um, an example, a bad one would be like, you know, I, oh yeah, I didn't, don't know my weekly calories for the week because uh, this didn't happen and this happened. Like a million things happened this week. I'm like, okay, we all get busy lives, but gotta, um, you know, you still gotta make an effort. Yeah. And um, yeah, like you, you just know when people are making excuses and yeah. Well, when they, oh, so I suppose when they, um, you feel like when they, they're owning the mistakes yeah, yeah, they're yeah. making. When they're being honest in themselves and with you. Being and, honest, yeah. um, and the other big thing is, yeah, when they have some autonomy in all these things, like I mentioned before, like mm. if they're tracking, um, tracking calories or if they're following a meal plan yep, yep. or just trying to prep meals themselves and not eat out. When these things start to happen regularly and you can see it's a bit more easier yeah. and you know they've got some autonomy in these habits, okay. they're probably ready to, to turn things up a notch. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. So I suppose it's just kind of getting those, um, uh, you know, like you got your check-ins and you can see what they're mm. doing daily. Those yeah. things just kind of, those habits slowly stack up. That's it, exactly. And they become yeah. more, it's consistency more that they're consistent. building. Yeah. And then once they get that consistency, then it's like, well, then you can increase the um, difficulty. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And then then kind of start the same process again. Yeah. You know yeah. that they become inconsistent with the new difficulty, and then mm. they'll slowly get better. It's like a, I kind of see dieting. I mean, I don't do a whole heap of it, but mm. I, I see it always remind some of my clients is like, you know, learning a deadlift is like mm. is a skill. Yeah. Yeah. Learning to diet and learning to lose weight, yeah. like periodically yeah like when you get overweight lose lose mm -hmm. a diet it's that's that's a like skill acquisition period same as when you're lifting and you know still got the stress recovery adaptation all the same sort of principles yeah yeah all yeah. Sort of, yeah still relevant that's with it the dieting. Yeah. And it and it takes like to learn how to like and you keep putting those like with a deadlift you start off with 100 kilos and you slowly stack up the weight in that yeah yeah you think that you <clears> learn how to lift your pb then you yeah. know everything about deadlift no wait <laughs> till you put on an extra 20 kilos then you're like shit i don't know shit about this deadlift yeah, you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> so it's just slowly increase you you make a little bit of tweak with it yeah the yeah. difficulty and then you got to go back to the I basics guess, i guess it's um sort of like giving the minimal effective dose in some some uh cases but with yeah. dieting maybe a little bit different sometimes you need to you know have a bigger dose or deficit to get the results person wants but still Generally speaking, in the ideal world, you give them the minimum effective dose. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you re sort of rinse that, repeat. You know, you have your deload or whatever diet break. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Do yeah. That and re repeat it again. Okay, okay, cool, cool.
All right, good stuff. So what, um, I suppose with the dieting that, what, what are the, like, um, you know, going back to that example of the dude that's taking the time off and getting back in, what are the, what are a few like real common mistakes that people make when they come back to it? Uh, biggest one, we've already talked about it, but we'll say it again, is just going in too hard too soon. Oh, okay, that's Especially right. Especially yep. if you don't have like a coach or someone, um, you know, not everyone has the liberty of having a coach or a PT. Um, yep. It's quite easy to go in and just go 100% or very give you a more specific uh, example, just going back and trying to do the same weights you used to do. Yes, yeah. If you haven't yep. trained for two years, your strength and your ability to recover and everything is going to be so much further behind where you were two years ago. Yeah, definitely. A lot of people, they they feel guilty for not doing the same amount of work. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I suppose because they don't understand the principles, it's like they you know they need to give the body a certain stimulus. They don't need to give it a certain weight. You know, it's a relative intensity. You know, most the average person isn't necessarily going to know much about relative intensity. Yeah, and yeah. have a good internal sort of gauge of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of, um, yeah, I suppose what you're talking about there is, um, you know, you don't, you don't, if you're at this level here, mm. um, like level one or two, <clears throat> you only need to go to like level three. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Not to level seven where you were before. That's yeah, it. Yeah. To get results. Yeah. Because if you keep trying, if you jump to level seven, <clears throat> like you're going to feel sore, you're going to, yeah. you're going to, or you're going to, with diet, you're going to, you know, that's like starting at like your maintenance is like 2000 mm. but you know what i'm going to lose that weight so i'm going to drop to like i'm going to halve it or some yeah, shit like yeah, that you know it. what i mean like it's 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 silly right yeah, yeah um and if you can do it you can't sustain it for very long if you do fluke the 200 kilo deadlift on your first session back yeah. you probably won't sustain it for which long. you won't you overtrain that's right don't try that guys <laughs> but if you do you'll just you'll blow a disc up from chronic <laughs> build up of, of fatigue or something yeah yeah that's like kind of like one step forward and like five steps yeah. back you know what i mean so yeah um you don't want to be that guy no, trust no. me like um i mean none of my injuries came that way oh good like, i didn't have any cool stories like that <laughs> but um yeah just yeah just just take it easy like yeah. easing back into it so 100 um yeah because i always recommend like if you're going back into the training like like people get injured and then like they're ready to like, you know, mm. push the button, you know, like yeah. you mentioned. And it's like, you know, just, you know, stay at like a seven out of 10. Yeah. You yeah. know, for especially for the big lifts, just so you get the idea of it. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, if you just go in so hard and fast right at the start, <clears throat> like you're going to be sore the next week. Yeah. And that's going to make it a lot harder to, to go back, back to the gym. Yeah, exactly. This, you just want to... Tick the little, tick all the boxes, do the minimum amount, and yep. you know, get back in there and repeat it. It's like the habit stacking again. It's like instead of missing out on a whole week of training and then going back and doing the same thing, just get your little workouts done and don't yep. push too hard. Then after a couple of weeks, you start ramping up the intensity. Things start to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's happy it. days. Yeah, it's it's all it's all about like sustainability with it that, is. like yeah. like with bodybuilding or any sport or anything. You just yeah. got to be able to stay in the game. Mm without an injury or yeah. a huge offset of it. That's because... the, the unglamorous part of the fitness industry, I guess, that people don't want to know. It's like, yeah. it's not cool or sexy to do something gradually and consistently over a long no, period no, of time. No, no one wants to do that. Like, you, yeah. like, okay, you can lose 400 grams a week over 20 weeks. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, that's, that's not enough. Like, well, that's, well, that's pretty good. A lot of weight, but, that's a know, lot of weight over yeah. 20 weeks, isn't it? But then people want to do it quickly because that's yeah, yeah, what yeah. they see on Instagram and what people promise and stuff. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's uh, yeah. I feel like it's a, it, it, at the same time, it, it is a hard sell, but then deep down we know that we want that long-term yeah, yeah. Uh, consistency. Yeah. So it's, I suppose like sometimes as a PT and whatnot, you've got to kind of get out of your own head. You think mm. what people want. Yeah, yeah. But I think deep down, everyone wants that uh, long-term sustainable mm. 
results, you yeah. know, like, but some people to try to sell them those quick results, quick, you know, like mm-hmm. the quick fix thing, because um, that's what we think that they want. Yeah, yeah. But deep down, if you think like, well, if you want, if you want to do it the right way, the the sustainable way, yeah. you always opt into that um, longer term, yeah. that longer outlook, you know, so, yeah, so that you can keep doing what you love for years yeah. and years Forever. and years. Yeah. Forever, Ideally. that's it. <laughs> that's, that's the idea, right? So, yeah. um, because health isn't, um, isn't something that you get done. No, that's right. right. You gotta to continue to look after it for a long time if you want to stick around for a long time. So yeah, that's it. You gotta make it. it habitual and yeah, make it uh, easy to do. Yeah, that's it. Habitual and easy to do. That's it. So mm. um so what's what when you're like um how about with training wise, like when someone comes into the gym and like if we go a bit more specific, right? Because mm-hmm. we've kind of talked a bit about like the like slowly ramping it up yeah. and stuff like that. What, what kind of movements and stuff like that do you like to get people started on? Do you get people started on like machines or do you get them started on the barbell? Uh, or, yeah, it's a bit of a mixed, uh, mixed response because working at um, the gym I do down at Trent and Seaford, get a lot of, well, it's all, you know, just your general population sort of clients. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, some are older and, you know, just different levels of ability. So occasionally I will start people on machines. Um, especially if I'm not going to be with them every week. Yep. So we're coaching them and seeing them once every two or four weeks. Maybe a good idea for them to start the machines. But personally, I like to try and get people in on free weights straight away and just you know hone in good technique from the very beginning and yep. just use you know minimal weight if if need be. Okay. And just teach those key movement patterns with your you know your push pull hinge, all that squat lunge and try and get them into into that early. And, yeah. You know, give them exposure to bar, um, dumbbells and maybe barbells. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. And do you do you have like a, a, a I mean, because a lot of time people come into here, I, my favorite thing to teach is usually, um, I feel like with injuries and issues, like if I just teach people how to deadlift, most of the time, yeah. it just seems to, I don't know, something about it. It's the biggest probably bang for your buck, isn't it? Yeah, I feel like yeah. it is. So is it, have you got a certain thing that you hold close to your heart? Like, like one a, exercise? Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess, I guess deadlift would be up there. Like, yeah. yeah, often in someone's initial program, there usually be a, a dumbbell RDL or a, a yeah. deadlift, depending on their experience. Um, so yeah, oh, I guess, RDL, I guess yeah, yeah. yeah, without thinking about it at too much at the time, but consciously, I guess deadlifts are probably one of the staples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess some sort of pushing and pulling exercise. Okay, yeah. okay. Okay. Do you see, um, so maybe going specific into like the deadlift. Yeah. What's what's the real, like real common mistakes that you see that um, oh, might God. help some people? Where, that, do we, where do we start? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. oh, I guess first, uh, the big one, well, probably not the most risky one, but the one of the biggest or most common ones I see is squatting it, uh, squatting the deadlift and like getting down with a lot of knee flexion, probably mm-hmm. the knees right over the bar as well. Yeah, and yeah. Not using their posterior chain. So like, make the squat turning to be yeah, a just making a, a squat with a really awkward loading position. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, and the okay. other one, not using their core or their lats probably, and having a lot of upper back rounding as they're coming yeah. up. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it can obviously um, go down into the lumbar as well, and end yeah. up just being a big, a big curve and twang. Big turtle sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's never good to see. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's definitely you definitely see those. Um, uh, most common one like I used to do when I first started out was mm. um, yeah, just pretty much kind of squat everything. Yeah, yeah. Because it just um, you know, it just made sense to me. Yeah, hundred percent. I was the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, they look so horrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, because I remember. Yeah, I just remember I had a trainer at the time and um, just getting myself to sit, you know, you got to go into a, you're getting that butt to sit back and then shoulders over toes, that sort of thing. I just yeah. remember being the hardest thing 
Yeah. Ever. Absolutely, man. Like. And trying to coach that to some people. People that have poor mobility. Yeah, or yeah. Or just like awareness of their body. Really, a really tough thing for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Can yeah. be definitely can definitely be a challenge. Mm. So um it's um I, I mean I think it just ta- it just takes a bit of time, just a bit of effort. Yeah, so exactly. that's the right know how. That's why yeah. I have good coaches like yourself yeah. to oh, ride yeah. through here like and us, in the know. shed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the shed, that's it, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so let's um let's kind of go uh, go back a bit more. So because because uh, I knew I, I wanted to bring up a bit about you know mental health sort of stuff because mm-hmm. I know you, you kind of that's something you like to talk about yeah yeah like and because um, you've gone conversation through, yeah yeah so kind of you know been through a bit of that sort of stuff is um uh, I suppose like can you can you kind of give mm-hmm. us a little bit of your story in the in, in yeah those absolutely years? So, so just guess, to open it up a bit yeah I mean I suppose struggled with bullying a lot through high school or even primary school I guess so just sort of probably a bit of a slow decline to the mental health. Yeah. Um, throughout my teenage years. Then one of my close mates passed away when I was near 12. And that okay. sort of triggered a, a bit, a few things in me. I never never sought help. Um, well, I didn't really seek, seek help consistently at the time. Mm-hmm. And all, my, all my mates who were close to him as well, we never, all the guys never spoke up about it and we just bottled everything up. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the classic male stigma thing. And that's what sort of got me really thinking about it. Um, after a few years later, when I started to sort my shit out and um, sought a bit more help and had, had a, bit of, a bit more awareness of myself and my my emotions and my, my mental health. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, just really wanted to make a, an effort to to try and get other other guys to be a bit more open okay. and express their feelings and emotions a bit more and seek help yep. when they needed to. Yeah. Okay. And well, how long did it, um, I suppose when you, you, had, you went through that bit of a rough patch, like mm. how long did it take you to get out there and actually start talking about it like well, to someone. A few, a few years. Um, I think we saw a counsellor at school initially. Yeah. I was yeah. only 17 at the time, but I didn't yeah. see a, oh, I didn't go seek actual medical help for a few years. Yeah. Um, so it might've been about 21 or so. So four, three or four years later. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, um, yeah, I had a bit of a real, a real bad, a bad uh, downturn. And it was like, I spoke to the parents and they're like, no, we need, you need to go see somebody. Oh, okay. Enough is enough. And just, I remember at the time feeling this, um, it's almost like shame or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. this weird um, it's a bit of a taboo sort of thing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And it, no one was really talking about it at the time. Yeah, that yeah. was, you know, like some eight years ago now, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. Um, I just felt like going to the doctors to get my referral to see a psychologist. I was like, this is so, um, I feel like so isolated and so like shamed. Yeah. And I like, shouldn't have been. Yeah, yeah, and exactly, man. Like A few years later, um, when I sort of had more or less come good. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't think other guys should have to feel that way. Yeah, so, yeah, know, yeah. Like trying to get a message out there and did a few fundraisers and things to help um, mental health awareness. Yeah. yeah and that sort of <clears throat> sort of been carried over into my coaching a little bit. Yeah, that's what, not, yeah. A, not a mental health practitioner or medical professional, but still um, like one of my taglines for my business is teaching movement, mindfulness and nutrition. Okay. So, yeah. you know, the movement, the gym and the mindfulness, you know, trying to get people to just like look internally and um, reflect on themselves and be a bit more open and then obviously nutrition yeah yeah all in together yeah definitely yeah you kind of get that strong money strong body strong yeah mind yeah, sort of scenario, yeah it's all, so. all sort of interconnected to some degree yeah yeah was mm-hmm. anything like um because that's what so suppose so when you when you're talking about that mental health and going through the bullying sort of stuff so would you say that like you had a like if you know i suppose people can be diagnosed with certain issues in that <clears> like yeah was that like you like it was it a bit of a like a long bout of like depression sort of thing or how would you kind of describe um, it yeah i'm not sure as in not really sure when it all sort of began. Like obviously, I got bullied from a younger, a young age. But I'm not sure really when I'd say I started having symptoms of depression. 
Okay. I, was, I wouldn't say I was like an unhappy kid or anything when I was young. But yeah, 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 yeah. Throughout high school, definitely started to notice a bit more, and yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, as things started to develop a bit more in my later later teen years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And what like um, so you had that bit of a rough patch there because I'm you know speaking to the viewers <laughs> like might be watched you know listening in and. Mm. You know, most of the people that coming through this door is, um, you know, they're going through a rough patch with the injuries and stuff. Mm. And, you know, and that affects your mental health too. It does, yeah. Yeah, oh, fucking oh. Yeah. Like, because I feel like the, because the managed, you know, I went through like, all, you know, both shoulder pain, like both, pain in my oh, hips, like, yeah. um, uh, you know, knee pain, lower back pain, oh, and yeah. know, stuff like that. I just went through a lot of shit that just, um, it just kept compiling up, like you get better. And then, yeah. you know, something else would pop up. Yeah, like, yeah. And then this gets Where's solved. Where's you down? Else. Huh? Where's you down? It's like life's yeah. been dealt another yeah. life blow. It's like it doesn't matter if it's a physical one or a mental one. Yeah, it's just one. down, down, yeah, down, yeah, right? Yeah, you yeah, don't get yeah. time to recover. Yeah, well, you kind of think like, oh, this is getting better. And then you and get then, hit again. You know, yeah. you kind of get that. It's like a bit of a roller coaster. Mm. Yeah, sure. And um, what personally I, I found was helpful just for from the mental side of things, because mm. back to thinking about, um, you know, it's, it's a long game. Like yeah, what yeah. we're talking about here, health, mm. mental, yeah. you know, all that stuff's a long game. Like you can't yeah, just get a tick the box. That's done. Okay, move on to the next thing in my life. Yeah. It doesn't happen that way. You know, you've got you to look after it, you know. is um, One of the big things that I used to do <clears throat> was um, I, I really enjoyed journaling yeah, quite a yeah. bit. All right, Love you know, it. you might think like, you know, get your journal out, like, you know. Yeah. girls journal and stuff like that but <laughs> that's seri- why a lot, of, a lot of people do think about it, unfortunately yeah. but it doesn't it's not like that at all no nah, no nah. what you know whatever it is but i used to either like in the harder times of my life i used mm. to always be either writing on a word document or journaling in somewhere yeah. it was a, the journaling and also um like a gratefulness journal yeah yeah so it'd be yeah, like use both those methods yeah mm. so just be like you write in the morning like three things you're grateful yeah. And then you start your day. Yeah, yeah. And then, or like, you know, if I had a rough time with my neck or something like that, um, or my shoulder, I'd write down that I'm grateful that I've actually got a neck. Yeah. And then yeah. talk right about that experience, you know. That's so, cool. That's yeah. Really good. So I don't know if you, was there anything that particularly that really hit home for you in those, those times? Yeah, or? I did use, like, once again, it was probably the uh, classic example of like with me with my injuries as well. I sort of suffered for a long time and tried to sweep it under the rug before I did anything about it. And I yeah, that's yeah. where, yeah, I've sort of, I guess I've learnt, learnt from it because I've done the wrong thing for quite a while and then gone out and sought the help and like, you know, looked up ways to help myself, like gratitude journaling and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I was really big on that. Okay, um, good. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, I've gone through that whole cycle of doing nothing about it and sweeping it on the rug and, you know, just sort of self-destructing and then going through and trying to do all the right things as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, so, yeah. You, so, you, um, so you used to do like a bit of journaling and stuff like that? Yeah, yourself, Like daily sort of stuff? Or um, you kind it of... cycled between like daily, weekly, monthly, some periods, <coughs> probably in the, the worst periods, I, you know, did it more often. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, started just with the, the three things you're grateful for. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, sort of looked up different things online, how I could, you know, advance that and, yeah, start reflecting on things a bit more. Okay, like okay. writing down a bad emotion, a bad feeling or like some sort of anger or... Um, a sad thought, or it might be you know something done well, and yeah, just reflecting on it and just yeah. trying to do that regularly. Um, yeah, yeah. Dustin Martin said that I had a good quote last year, I think it was um, yeah, yeah, yeah. about the his when he got into mindfulness and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, he said you know mental health I see is a it's a skill just like kicking the footy. You have to practice it regularly to get better at it. And I was like, that's so spot on. Like, yeah, you can't yeah. just do. Oh, I'm grateful for blah 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 one day and yeah, then yeah. leave it for three months and then expect you suddenly to be cured of depression. It's not yeah, how it yeah. works at all, but you do these little steps may seem seem insignificant at the time. Yeah, yeah. And they add up, and it's like the habit stacking, and it gets bigger and bigger. And habit bigger. stacking. It's compounding, and then you know after you do you do that 
for a period of time and yep. it's sort of autonomous you know it, it does have a have a positive impact yeah yeah i feel like it's like you know because we're personal trainers we've got to bring it back to relate it back to yeah, training you know course, what i mean yeah. like, so it's kind of like you know you build up a certain amount of muscle right yeah and it's hard to build that muscle up to get mm. to where you are right <clears throat> but it's so much easier just to maintain it you don't need you have to do less than half to really maintain yeah. it no, you know or that it, yeah yeah that's that's what i feel like with <clears throat> the mental health stuff like you know it's it's just all about like you're at this level you know level one with yep. your mental health and then you're just going to go to 1.5 yeah then two three blah, 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 and you do that over a number of weeks but once you get to like your level 10 you know you might dip down to like level eight mm. or something but you're so far away you're not just going to plummet to level one yeah it's very unlikely you know yeah, yeah. That's it. so it's just it's just about increasing that gap between you know, what a level one of mental health or whatever mm. it may be. And then just always hovering that higher level area, yep. you know, yep. just creating that big gap there. So then when you do hit those hard times, yep. um, you've got the tools, I suppose, to not go all the way back yeah. down. Yep. So, and you're more resilient, you know? So. I suppose it's, yeah, probably the same for your training and your, and your nutrition. Like you always, you, you know, you, you sustain these good habits and stuff in the long term, yeah, you, you yeah. might gain a couple of kilos. Yeah, yeah. You probably just fluctuate, you know, a few kilos up and down throughout the year. Because yeah. if you, you know, you didn't put in the work and you did it the hard and fast way, you know, you may just gain 10 kilos out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's, it's playing that game, just yeah. that huge fluctuations exactly, and yeah. life's a roller coaster. And yeah, you, know? you don't want to be doing that with mental health, that's for sure. No, no. <laughs> well, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, you wouldn't do, you wouldn't <clears throat> want to play games with that with your head, mm. but, you know, people do it with their diet, you know, yeah, and unfortunately, willingly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But, I, yeah, I just feel like that stuff, this stuff's all skills work. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, just because you're a level 10, there's no, there's like a million different levels above that. So yeah, you, can you can always, always get better. You can always get better. And the more you get better, um yeah the better the less likely you're going to dip down to, man, yeah. yeah yeah stuff like that so no no it's really cool that sort of stuff man so um yeah yeah so what we'll um what we'll go through is i think i think it's great time to wrap it up with things I, man it was so good to have you down here it's always a pleasure being I, here man yeah yeah <laughs> so I, I think we had a really good varied conversation about you know hitting diet you know mental health um and or training of course and mm -hmm. whatnot so what we'll do just just to wrap up if you let's say if you've got you know just just say if you've got a client that comes on board like if we try to condense what you said into like a sentence or two or whatnot mm -hmm. like we try to try to do that so yeah, say yeah. if you've got someone who's da down and out in their life it might be mental health or training and whatnot like they're you know they've hit a bit of a stint in their life a bit of a rough patch sort of thing yeah what would you what's what kind of like if you could condense some advice for that person, what, what goes runs through your mind to help them out? Um, so like we said, start small with small little behaviors that you can focus on and little habits that you can control and easily tick off regularly so that you can stack those habits as we said. Um, you know, just focus on getting enough rest and recovery, um, eating good quality foods and doing some sort of exercise regime that you can stick to consistently. Yep. So no extreme uh, approaches, just ticking all the basics off um, and doing them regularly and doing them well and things will start to, to compound, compound and supply and you'll be there where you want to be in no time. All right, cool. I, li I like that. So start small and it'll grow from there. Absolutely, so man. I like that advice, man. So anyway, so we'll wrap this up with Sedzi. So just to wrap it up, so just let people know um, where they can find you. Of course, yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. <coughs> it's sportsnutritionist.sedzi, which is S-E-D-S-Y. 
um, that's where you can contact me if you have any questions or anything like that. Okay, cool. Thanks so much, man. Thanks, brother. We'll wrap this up. My name's Adam and I'll help you return to the gym and stay there.